On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out how Captain Carter and Black Widow would do against the Hydra Stomper. If the lethal combination of Echo and Bonnie do better at taking down Kingpin's crime ring than Echo and Daredevil. And if the taste buds can talk about a what if all about cars, even if Cassie isn't even here. All of that and more on an all new episode of the Superhero Show Show. I don't like how you made fun of my voice. Hello, nerds, and welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only podcast that covers every live-action TV show based on a comic book. I am Caitlin, and I am your master of chaos today, and um, I have brought you two of my friends, and uh, two and a half friends. Uh, one friend who's going to be joining me today is going to be the mosquito that did land on my computer right now, and um, they're not going to speak right now, but... Um, Two other ones are going to be speaking, and that's the first one is going to be it's going to be Ryan. Oh, I I love your pronoun attention for the mosquito because you did say they, but yep. I was thinking of a name, and Irv, I R V, Irv the mosquito. I just saw I saw his face and he or I saw their face and it looked like an Irv to me. Um, I saw their face as he like actually looked straight into my eyes uh-huh. and said, I am taking over this show now. Um, so, yeah, I do think that is an Irv move. Okay, cool. Uh, you're, you seem like you, you're bragging about your relationship with the mosquito, but after the mosquito looked into your eyes, it looked directly uh-huh. into my eyes, lifted one of its fingers to its head about you, and then t- like twirled its finger as if to say that you're cuckoo screwballs. So I wow. feel like that me and Irv have a bigger, more defined relationship than you two. That's wild because Irv was actually telling me last week that what? he, like, yeah, last week he was telling me that he like didn't even care like that you wore red shoes and like I know you were really proud of those red shoes, but you know who he did like? He liked our other host or other friend here today, which is Mike. You could you could say the truth. I'm the other host. I'm I'm here to, <laughs> to you know on the sly host when nobody else does. I'm so glad that you're like who's not going to talk because I was trying to figure out what my mosquito voice was going to be. <laughs> Where is Irv? Is Irv here today? <laughs> uh, Caitlin, do you want to take that again and introduce Mike as Irv and have him buzz in? Oh, no, no, no. They're, actually, Irv is actually coming to the mic. It's it's not Mike. Irv's coming. Um, Irv, yes. he's flying in right now. Yes. You guys, Hi, have, uh, you guys don't have to fight. There's enough Irv to go around. Oh, oh, Irv, you're so kind, but we really do need you to pick a favorite here. Okay, or at least the least favorite. Suck, but you are cuckoo bananas. I can think of both things. Or no. real quick, and I, I hate to give you no. on-air notes, but uh, have you ever seen the movie Dark Knight Rises? <laughs> and how um, there's one character in that movie that nobody could understand a fucking word that they said? Do you remember? Oh, that? Bane, I love him. I have posters of him on my wall. You had, it, po- t- how big are those posters, Irv? Oh, about uh, the size of a stamp. A forever stamp of Bane. <laughs> <laughs> Irv, but, um, hey, are you insinuating I sound sort of like him? Because I would think uh, this is Irv doing an impression of Bane from The Dark Knight Rises. And it's- 
I just don't think anybody can understand what you're saying. I was I, born I, to the darkness. Do you see how those yeah. are different? <laughs> Very different characters. Holy shit, Caitlin, you're never going to believe this. Bane has come up and taken Herb's mic, and now they're both here. Bane what? and Herb? Would you like to hear a conversation between myself and Bane? You got a little German in you. Oh, yeah. Herb is a German mosquito. I always have. Herb is, you know, a German name. Yes, of course. I, how could I have forgotten that, Irv? I'm hungry, so I'm going to go feast on some blood. Goodbye! <laughs> Bye, okay, Irv. Oh, I thought that was Bane. <laughs> no, Bane is still here. Oh, God. Um, what? Goodbye! Once again, Caitlin, I'm getting the weekly memo that our ratings are huge in the first 30 seconds of the show and then drop off precipitously after uh, second 31. So, Wait, but that's when I'm always in intra- Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I got beat up At by least... a mosquito and a comic book character, guys, and you just let it happen. They took over yeah. my microphone. She's he sucks your blood, so I mean, was it worth it? Absolutely. Um, well, that was a lot of fighting going on right now. We're going to see a lot of fighting going on in the poll list that we have a little bit later. But first, I think we should start off with our main event, which is What If, episode 205. The fifth episode of the second season of What If is a sequel of sorts to the Captain Carter episode of the first season. Here, Peggy and Black Widow are running missions for Nick Fury in what seems to be a modern day. It turns out that Steve Rogers, however, has a need for getting frozen in time and has been in the Hydra Stompers robot suit waiting for Peggy to find him. Taste buds, I ask you this. Does this episode, along with the series premiere, make Captain Carter the most enduring character of the show? What if? Or why not? Or why? And what if? Why? And what if? Why not? I would say if probably. Uh, She was in. And it's funny. Caitlin did not mention Doctor Strange Multiverse. Because we've no. seen her three times, but she and she the- was in two point three episodes of last season. Ah, she had her whole my- first episode, and then all of the multiversal episodes. Okay, so yes, I would say a thousand percent. She is kind of the main character. Uh, well, I would say that she only has one real competition, which is Who? Evil uh, Strange or the Watcher, the Thumb. Jeffrey Wright, who at one point said, and that's why, what the fuck? Yeah, that's at the end of this episode. I see all, I know all, what the hell is this? (laughs) Or is it, was it uh, in, what if season one or I am Groot? This last season of I am Groot, where he's like, Groot, we really need you to do this thing. It doesn't matter. Jeffrey Wright's the only competition, but no, it's Captain Carter, because... uh, (laughs) Uh, not a lot of people know this, but Peggy Carter and Haley Atwell is uh, Pop Filter or Superhero Show Show Hall of Fame. Yeah. Nobody watched the her. show that we all loved. And if this is the only version that we get of her, fuck yeah. She's great. Uh, and this Uh-oh. episode of uh, The Winter Soldier meets Black Widow, because those are the two movies it drew from. Yep. Are, are, it's fun. I, I think I'm just down on What If?, uh, we I, I liked the what was the one episode I liked? Eighties Avengers. Eighties Avengers is probably the best that we've seen this season, and because it wasn't necessarily anything that's beat for beat, whether it's beat for beat another movie or beat mm-hmm. for beat their own movies, it just feels too much like. Remember when other people did this better? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> this one, I I still feel like it was it was fun. So. Um... This was the one episode they chose to premiere at Comic-Con 
in 2022. Mm. So Cassie and I saw this like a year and a half ago. Oh, damn. At that con. And everyone in the room was stoked as shit right when Peggy Carter came up on the screen. So I think that she is like... She is like a favorite standout a fan from fave. what? Up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's why they were like, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna give her more." Hopefully, that means that in more uh, the what episode, what if we'll see like more of her is what I would like. But I don't know. They've like felt made these like what years ago at this point. It, it is the, the the run the how long it takes for them to make it because they've already like done season three. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get more Peggy in season three because season two, they had this clearly done a long time ago. Um, I did think that the the relationship between um, Black Widow and Peggy Carter was fun. I did enjoy that. Um, did you guys, what did you think about that compared to like her and like Steve Rogers, like Captain America, Steve Rogers? I, look, okay. So. We're going to talk about uh, – we're doing this a little out of order because we wanted to talk about the Peggy Carter episode right now. And we'll talk mm-hmm. about 204, the Iron Man episode, later. Uh, yeah. But uh, this series is doing its best to bring everybody in who is still in, right? Right. Fans are still mm-hmm. in. We're still part of the MCU. Cool. Taika Waititi. Um, Elizabeth Olsen is in this episode, which that was a surprise to me. Um, mm-hmm. But when they're out, they're out. Uh, 204 had its own problems with people who were out. Scarlett Johansson is, for all intents and purposes, out. And then they bring in somebody who sounds a lot like a combination between ScarJo, doing an impression of Scarlett Johansson, and Poison Ivy. Yes. Yeah, is this the Yeah. Oh. No, I was trying to figure out why she sounded familiar, but also didn't yeah. sound like Scarlett Johansson. Because I, I didn't check in the beginning if it actually was her. But oh, that makes so much more sense. It's very, and I am sorry to use this word, animated. Like everything that Black Widow does is very, uh, like, 110, like almost like a puppet would do. Right. Which um, is not how ScarJo's Black Widow is, and not how Lake Bell plays Poison Ivy. Right. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's. It, it, I I think that there's. It's hard to make a connection between the two when it's uh, there's 110 percent coming from that trying to cover up for ScarJo's absence, along with. The thing that we last time the three of us were together, we're talking about the Blade Runner episode of like, hey, if you're going to do this, cool, just do away with the pithy MCU one line right. bullshit, which is still mm-hmm. force fed in this episode. If we yeah, could gotta, a get a rid, get rid of that, and like just have the two of them hang out, but it's still like, uh, oh, he's right behind me, isn't he? Oh, um, I, I'll take this one then. Oh. Right. Like, Sorry, you know, like, it's my mom. She hates all my friends. Right. <laughs> or like a, a bullet comes through the door and somebody's like, oh, I think that phone call's for you. God, would, like, let's not do that stuff. Come on. Yeah. Like, do we, can we have that time for story? And that's, mm-hmm. that's the disconnect here that Harley and Poison Ivy can do. Right. That Robert Downey Jr. as an actor can do while sleeping, but not here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Um, we also get... Um, we have Steve Rogers is back and he's the Hydra Stomper and we get a tiny bit of relationship between that Hydra Stomper and Peggy Carter. She thinks she has saved him. Yeah. She brought him back. Well, she, uh, she's seen all the Supergirl episodes we've seen. So if you just talk yeah. to the person long enough, they stop being mind, uh, brainwashed. Her and Bucky Barnes both were like, I can do this. Yeah. I can talk to him. Talk some sense into this guy. 
And I mean, this, that uh, uh, like the Avengers '80s episode was that. Almost yeah. all these "What If" episodes are like, no, 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 hey, stand down, bud, stand oh, down, bud. So much of the stuff are. we watch is that, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it makes sense, but you know, I, I, that's I did like. Uh, he was like, "Nah, come on, you're gonna talk to me, and I'm gonna forget sixty years of brainwashing." No, I'm still working with them. I was like, "That's fun." Am I getting? <laughs> too old am i getting like am i past that point i'm not gonna become conservative i'm not saying that i'm gonna switch this to a fox news but you thought the russians were right uh podcast but every time i'm like no no no, just kill kill the people you need to kill like yeah just just put them down everybody put everybody (laughs) down and he shouldn't be alive like naturally he shouldn't be so just let him die kill him also, he's in a <laughs> 1930s version of Iron Man Mach 1. That's what the Hydra Stomper is. And you're telling me this bucket of bolts is going to take all these people out? Come on. Uh, if I was going to mock one Iron Man armor, it'd be, I'd be mocking this one. Hey-o. <laughs> See, uh, okay, you guys don't know this, but if I had said that with Cassie here, she would have uh, done that thing where she electrocutes me a little bit. Oh. Uh, I, I'm just punishment free right now. Wow. Welcome to a Punisher punishment free episode. Um, but someone who doesn't escape punishment, Steve Rogers, because you know he was supposed to be dead, and he ends up in the episode probably dead, maybe dead. We don't know because he does at the very end sacrifice his little self in order to save Peggy Carter um, by catapulting himself into the red room. Yeah. Independent and Spain. full Randy yeah. Quaid. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, he die. We think he die. Um, he die until we hear Peggy, who's like convinced that this Hydra Stomper suit will never get destroyed. Um, and she wants to go out with Scarlet Witch to find it. But with Black Widow. Um, then then Black Widow. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah. Then Scarlet Witch comes in, pulls Scarlet. It's uh, Scarlet all, Witch all and all Nick girls. Fury <laughs> grabs them. And they are in yes. wacky outfits. And if you. Have not read all the episode descriptions or didn't read Neil Gaiman's 1602 from the early 2000s. You're like, why are they dressed like this? Oh, shit. Are we going back in time? We're going back in time. And yeah, we're going to see Captain Carter again in the 1602 episode. Whoa. Oh. Okay. So steampunk and we did get more Carter. We did get more Captain Carter. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, mm-hmm. they knew what we wanted. Um, I don't know about you guys, but like as far as podcasting goes and watching genre things, um, do you guys just like see something you don't understand and just be like, ah, steampunk? Yeah, <laughs> if I don't get I, it, it's steampunk to me. <laughs> that's what I do. Like, <laughs> if I'm watching like anime or uh, if I see like an algebra book, I'm like, oh, steampunk, steampunk, uh, cool. <laughs> uh, do you think? Okay, so this was a big question that I had seeing watching this episode. Steve Rogers. The only thing that has really changed about him in the Hydra Chomper suit for these past I don't know how many years that he's been frozen in there is the fact that he now has a beard. Yeah. Um, but like a tightly and, knit. Pretty, yeah. Well, like, like, it's weird. He is this world's uh, winter soldier. So they yeah. keep freezing him. It's not like he's alive in a uh, week. It's just like how Bucky hasn't aged. Cause didn't they, somebody say like they keep bringing the Hydra Stomper out for missions. Yeah. Yes. But do they, when they bring him out, make sure that he is. Yeah. They give him a shave. Well yeah. like, make sure also, he looks sexy. Uh, naming problem. It's called the Hulk Buster because you bust Hulks. Hydra Stomper sort of denotes that you stomp Hydra, not that you stomp for Hydra. Well, it's because from last season, it was Captain Carter and the Hydra Stomper against Hydra. I see. Because okay. Steve never got the uh, injection, so he was still that weird CGI Chris Evans with a big yeah. Funko doll head and a little body. 
<laughs> and he climbed into this robot. Speaking of that, um, is Sebastian Stan, when he gets older, going to turn into an old man Chris Pine? Yeah. <laughs> According to that? this predictions, yes. Because yes. Chris Pine is the only Chris that the Marvel Universe, the MCU, has not locked down. And I feel like yeah. they tried to lock it down by drawing Sebastian Stan in a very familiar way. Yeah. He's I would handsome. love that. Um, okay, well, that was a that was a fun episode. Do you guys have moments of the week for this episode? I I really liked. I guess it's not a moment enough, but Robo Pleasantville. I enjoyed thoroughly them walking through this weird fifties and the explanation. They're like, well, the Russians wanted to trick the Americans, so there's robot Americans who so they say stupid fifties American shit while shooting at them. I enjoyed it. And wait, trick who? I don't know the satellites. Trick- I couldn't. I saw this twice, and I still don't understand. I think it's trick Americans, because any American driving through would be like, well, nothing wrong here. This is a normal <laughs> this city. This <seems> normal. <laughs> Let's buy some pancakes. Uh, Ryan? Uh, I have a couple. Ooh. Um, <laughs> I want to... Uh, there's one really great uh, piece of camera work where they go upstairs, and we've seen... Um, so many action scenes since Hitchcock of like going up winding stairs, but they're going up and the camera moves in such a way where uh, we cut to the bottom as they're going up. Uh, Captain Carter's like, oh, wait, he just needs to be punched? Well, I should fucking handle it then. And then we, <laughs> we cut right to the bottom of the stairs, and that's when Hydra Stomper busts in and mm-hmm. flies up. And I thought all of that stair work was amazing. Uh, I also think that um, I wasn't here to talk about the Happy Hogan episode, uh-huh. So uh, I think we're doing something here where um, Happy Hogan got to pummel a bunch of Iron Man armor as mm-hmm. therapy. Like yeah. I, I really think that like that he needed to get that out of his soul. And I think the same thing is here when Captain Carter goes off on a bunch of 1950s white Americans of like no more of this shit. Yeah. No more will I buy your pancakes, you small town <laughs> idiots. You know, like uh, if this is how. You guys already think of feminism as busting, getting your heads busted open with shields. So let's just fucking do it literally. Well, wow. Uh, well, my, well, <laughs> um, well, my moment of the week is it's similar to what yours is, Ryan, because it's when uh, it's Peggy Carter, obviously. Um, she's trying to figure out how to get Bucky out of this or not Bucky. She's trying to figure out how to get Steve out of this because she wants Steve back, right? Out of this Hydra Stomper costume. So she goes to Bucky and asks, like, what is this made out of? And of course, Bucky been here five minutes, but knows exactly what this suit was made out of and how to stop it kind of thing. And, um, and he gives some sort of explanation other than the Tesseract. And she says, good. Um, it's like 50 year old. I means I can break it if you know how it's built. Um, and I just liked her reaction. Yeah. It's basically like, um, here's the death star plans. Here's the one mm-hmm. hole where you yep. point missiles into, and she's like, uh, "I'll fucking do that shit." She's like, "Good, I'm, I'm gonna fucking break it." Yeah, and and then she just goes. But so like, yep, same. We already hit on this, but like, wasn't the what if Avengers sort of the through line of the first season, and now she gets sucked into this hole? So like, are we doing the same thing again? Mm-hmm. Are we, is so sixty? No, everybody's going back to sixty. No, two. Every I don't know if everybody, but she is. And the watcher doesn't know it exists, so that's fun. That is that is cool. Okay, he's watching though. Um, so that was episode two hundred five. Uh, I think that was great. But you know what else I think is great? It's websites and uh, Mike. I heard you're cooking up something. 
real cool on a website. Yeah, this has been brewing for a while. It's called Peanuts, Peanuts Everywhere and not a drop to drink.org. The th- problem is the big circus peanuts candy that are disgusting, they keep making them uh, every mm. year, even though there are warehouses and bunkers and hangers full of them. Uh, they just keep making them. So I'm buying them all at bulk for low, low price and then selling them. Uh, do you? Does your house need insulation? Come to Peanuts, Peanuts Everywhere, not a drop to drink. Uh, do you need to give a niece you don't like a toy? You can buy this. They, it, it, they're so usable, malleable. The kids like GAC. What do they call GAC these days? Slime. Uh, it, it's, it's really the most usable uh, product since real peanuts uh, <laughs> is Circus Peanut Candy. As long as you don't eat them, they're disgusting. And that's Ag Real Peanuts? That's Ag Real Peanuts. My website is Peanuts, Peanuts Everywhere, not a drop the drink.org. And you, you keep saying, and I know it's a hard word to say twice in a row, Peanuts, Penis Everywhere. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that, that is what it, the website is. Well, the, uh, unfortunately, Peanuts, Peanuts Everywhere, not a drop the drink.org was taken. So mine is Peanuts, Penis Everywhere, not a drop to drink. Now, like, I would like to buy a bunch of circus peanuts. Mm-hmm. And turn it into, because you said they're malleable, turn it into the shape of what I think the Peanuts characters' penises would look like. Oh, yeah. We, we have that. We have that pre-done, or we have kits if you want to do that yourself. Wow. What a usable website. I said, we've been using this. We've been working on it for a long time. I just My problem is, uh, I don't know how to build a website, guys. Wow. That's crazy. I should send you over to my friend's Cybersprout, which... Mike, I think you can tell me a little bit about them. Mike, you oh. don't know how to build a website? Why don't you yeah. tell yourself how to yeah, do why it? You t- hey, Mike. Out. <laughs> buddy, old pal, you should go to cybersprout.net. Uh, let's get this out of the way. They are your partner for the digital world, but they will work hand-in-hand with you. They'll focus on collaboration and goal-driven design, which it sounds like you need help with. Oh, thanks, Mike. No, that's not all, Mike. Uh, <laughs> security. Security. Uh, optimization maintenance uh if you want to work on it they'll let you if you want them to do it they'll do it all they cyber sprout they like i said uh, your partner for the digital world oh thanks mike that was great you were so helpful back wow. to you caitlin thanks thanks mike and, and mike as well um appreciate all the help well uh now we got that good website so it's time for us to go into the pull list up next is the pull list uh, first is what if Uh, Episode 204. On the fourth episode of What If, we see what happens if Iron Man crashed into the Grand Master. After saving New York City from the Shatari and being thrown into a wormhole, Tony Stark crash lands on Sakaar and witnesses the Grand Master's death race. Seeing how poorly Sakaar people are being treated, Stark invokes the power of campground rules, aka you have to leave a place better than how you found it. Stark enlists racers Korg and Valkyrie to help him beat the Grandmaster to save the people of Sakaar. Tony wins, of course, freeing the Sakaar people despite Gamora trying to stop him. Together, they team up and take down Thanos. Taste buds, I ask you this: Do you feel like this is a sequel to the episode to the season one that you really think is necessary, or is this just a sequel that you know wasn't even fun? This was a prequel. Prequel. Yeah. Damn. So this is the Gamora we meet in the Guardians of the Multiverse. Yeah. Uh, which is like the last two episodes of last season. This is mm-hmm. her story. And the Watcher keeps saying, this is Gamora's story. As she is like fifth build in this episode. I do not understand why the writers said this is Gamora's story when it's clearly a Tony story. Well, okay. She, that's why I was woman, so though, fucking Mike. confused. <laughs> what was that, Ryan? She's a woman. So fifth build. That's pretty good. Uh, is this one that got bumped? But then we still yeah. got the uh, the 
the uh, what if Avengers in the last season? Correct. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, to me, this was like a bunch of flashy vroom vroom, bang bang. Uh, it was fine. It was fun. Yeah. There was people doing impressions of Tony Stark and Jeff Goldblum at each other. That was not Jeff Goldblum. I don't know. It probably was. It really sounded like him. He but is, it sounded like Jeff Goldblum doing a Jeff Goldblum impression. I know. Is <laughs> is he at self parody at this point? He's just like, oh, yeah. wow. There's just like sexual have you seen energy his, uh, here is so yeah. so much. And I just have you seen his real estate commercials? Uh, yes. No, I don't. It 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 looks like somebody roasting Jeff Goldblum, but it's just it's him. it's like apartments.com, isn't it? Yeah. Did you yeah. guys stay for the uh, after credit scene? There's an after credit scene? Yes. No. Uh, he what is fully it? melted except for a face. Oh, yeah. And he's just like, grab a puddle and a mop. I'm so wet and moist. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I'm just fucking calm. I'm orgasmic energy calm. It's, he's just, that's that's who he is now. Yeah. Well, I'll go back and watch that then. <laughs> Rub one out. <laughs> It's great, Mike. You definitely want to watch it after, especially hearing that from Ryan. I don't know. You can't, we kind of lived it, yeah. so I don't know if you really, really need to see it, but um, I thought it was a lot of fun, mostly because of room of rooms. Um, I, like I said, I really didn't get where this fit, and they were saying multiple times, like, this fits in the last season, but I, well, I couldn't put it together. But didn't matter because the cars were so cool. Yeah, yeah, the car, the cars were fun as shit. I want to play this video game for sure. Yeah, it's it was Mario Kart times like that um, Speed Racer movie that came out in like 2007 or whatever. What's that Speed Racer like movie where there's Speed Racer and he's like racing speedily? What's it called? Uh, Tokyo Drift. Oh, that's what it's called. <laughs> but that one too. See, if that's the case, may I just uh, here's complaint number. 1077 um do away with all the backstory then mm-hmm. yeah have more fucking you know death race 2000 it had just have more fucking explosions and cool shit like right it's just they're always mired i'm, t- I'm tired of being mired and and not some of them are are disconnected stories that's fine just don't tell us this one isn't one of those mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we'll my, my a lot of my gripes would go away because the whole time i was like well eventually they'll get to gamora's story in her arc then right nah no, they won't. But, but but like in a borderline post credit story, Robert Downey Jr. is like, uh, Gamora, come here. There's your dad. Kill him. And then she does. Right yeah. Then. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, that makes sense based on everything we saw of them fighting and driving. Yeah. Yeah. No. Campground it really, rules. Yeah. Campground rules was the only thing that I really got out of this. Um, um, but again, very fun. Loved all the different cars. If we would have like close ups on each one yeah. of these cars so we can like see a little bit more of what made them cool because we had, of course, the big chariot one that they showed us a lot of, but mm-hmm. everyone else's car looked awesome in the second that we got to see it. But if we would have gotten longer, I would have loved that. And maybe give us some of the cars that the film Ready Player One gave us, like the DeLorean, <laughs> that yeah. classic film. <laughs> That classic, classic film. Um, why don't we go? Um, Mike? I guess it's when <laughs> Jeff Goldblum calls Iron Man Senor Porcelana. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. He just had a bunch of names for him, and he's like Mr. Porcelain because he's – I don't know. He Fuck, I didn't like this. I think I might be grouchy this week. <laughs> yeah. I, I do think What If in this season, like overall, is a cool, fun show. So I, I Visually, that, I'm enjoying it. I do think Mike is a bit of a grouch. Wow. 
Okay, grouchy Mike. Um, Ryan, did you? Uh, it's Goldblum overall, but like, um, it's the post credit scene and just the phrase. I don't know if they were referencing the song um wet ass pussy but when he says grab a bucket and a mop like that used to be a thing you could do like grab a normal phrase but now it's clearly i'm thinking uh because my vagina is leaking fluid and so grab a bucket and a mop i'm a wet ass gold bloom yep um my moment of the week is gonna be with korg i i feel like korg not a lot of people like him i like him I don't know why, but he has um he, he gets a friend and it's like a little I don't know hamster a chinchilla. Space it's hamster, a chinchilla. Yeah. Looks like a chinchilla. He gets a friend and of course he has to name his friend and he names his friend Nico after his friend, his best friend Jeffrey, of course. And um just seeing Nico and that whole everything with Nico, loved it. Whenever he popped up, he was on Cork's shoulder and I was like, hmm, that's my friend too, Nico. I like him. I like him a lot. Um, that is what if you can watch what if on Disney Plus. Um, all of it's out there. You can watch it week by week with us. Up next is Echo episodes one hundred two and one hundred three. On the second and third episodes of Echo, trouble comes to Maya just like everybody told her it would. Maya ropes her cousin Biscus into Fast and the Furious, their grandma's pickup truck, while she plants a bomb on one of Fisk's trains, eventually blowing up his New York armory. This leads to some of Fisk's goons coming to Oklahoma and taking her, her uncle, and her cousin Bonnie hostage in the skate rink. Taste buds, I ask you this. How intrigued are you by the various flashbacks of Native, Amer- Native American history connecting to Maya via mystical powers? Uh, um, go, Ryan. I wanted you to go. Um, I, I'll go. I, I'm excited that they're doing it, but uh, there's a couple of things. One, um, I just... I feel like that it is sort of lowest level thought and we're not getting it shot with the oomph, mm-hmm. the juge that I would like. Um, definitely not with the, uh, the daredevil scene from the first episode that Mike, you uh-huh. and I were not here to talk about. Uh, and with the um, escape from the skating rink that's in the third episode, these uh, indigenous people scenes are not, shot like that this the second episode starts with this game this sport that uh could have been great and it it just feels flat on the screen and i feel like they're saying like well we're showing it right isn't that enough especially what i was impressed with was there's little character arcs very quickly and i'm like you're on people's sides i'm like okay this is impressive and then you're right that the game which should be exciting is flat and also uh i'm 99 percent sure that's the ancient city of Cahokia, which is does not get enough play in the real world uh, or in media. It is this giant uh, indigenous city in America that they found that tribes would come from all around the country to meet and hash shit out. And mm. this is clearly in the little dialogue we get. They're playing this like brutal lacrosse game instead of going to war. Mm. Uh, and Cahokia is dope. I could have spent a whole episode there. But like, and I also I would say like uh, that's that makes as much sense to me as war. Like, who wins this little lacrosse yeah. game? Like, who wins? That's this how war? all conflicts should be solved. <laughs> lacrosse, lacrosse, I or do polo. Think, I think for me, I, I thought this was a really exciting and like I was in this whole scene. That being said, 
I didn't know the backstory that you just shared, Mike. So if they would have put that in oh, here, that's, and like, yeah, that's not in here. That's because I'm a nerd and read shit. Well, I mean, they literally could have put like they put like at the bottom Oklahoma or Alabama at the bottom. Yeah, they could have put like a little bit more context at the beginning, so or that we could actually learn a little bit more. Pop up video style. Pop up. I, everything should be pop up video style. Um, and then in the third <laughs> episode, our little. Um, Indigenous people intro is that uh, it's a little Mulani of like um, this woman wants to be a warrior and she wants to wear braids, but she can't. And that pisses her off. And it's all black and white. Right. It's a silent Western. Right. Yeah. Uh, These are cool. And I I think they're close. I think maybe the problem is that uh, our best living filmmaker made Killers of the Flower Moon this year. And Mm. that's that's not a good comparison. I thought that they should have pulled him in. Yes. To film these scenes. I thought that the third one was shot far better with far more thought than the second one. I just thought that the sport was a little flat. Can I ask you guys a question real quick? Um, Uh Does Maya have the power of her spiritual ancestors, literally? Or is it like when Maya's in trouble, she thinks about her spiritual ancestors like Spider-Man thinks about Mary Jane, and that gives her him a little bit of oomph? I think it's become the first one, because there's one scene where she stared at her hands, and they had the the glow swirl on it. And so Mm -hmm. I think... Either she's connected uh, to her ancestors and there's been badass women uh, throughout history in her bloodline, or maybe it's a every generation there's one uh, mm-hmm. kind of thing. We, we just don't know. And it's that is so different from Maya Lopez in the comics. Sure. So I have no guess of which way they're going to go. I just assumed that it was like when in need, like the Choctaw people, like you can harness this power, like powerful women can harness this power. And so when she was in need, like when she was stuck in between these train cars and needed to get out, like she was able to harness the powers. That's why she was like looking at her hands like, what is this? Like she didn't even know. Which based on all the reading that I've done, uh, watching the TV show Reservation Dogs, it, that does align with that as well. Yeah, uh, I was. I'm glad you brought up Reservation Dogs, Ryan. Unless you <laughs> wanted to talk about something else. Uh, just no, no, go for it. There are there's a, a lot of actors from seven uh, or eight. Yeah, possibly but the, nine. The ones, uh, the Spirit Bears Spirit Guide, uh, who was it was weird to see him pretty serious in this. Not serious, just not like one of the goofiest dudes you've ever seen. Uh, the hospital like receptionist from Res Dogs, mm-hmm. and then uh, Laura Dannon is the the biggest one, and she is cousin Bonnie here. And Laura Dannon in Reservation Dogs is great. She's a great actress and a great character, and she's fine here. We, I mean, since the dawn of this podcast, Mike, we've talked about this even or like without even knowing that we were talking about it about like uh saturday morning shows mm-hmm. which aren't a thing anymore but like your hercules and your xena and right y- you change the way that you act when you're on one of those shows yes and when you compare these actors and like we have seen reservation dogs and echo within months of each other so we've seen both of these uh all of these actors act in different styles like you really just play not down or up just two right the the script or the style that you have and uh i have all of these like i'm going to specifically point out maya's dad who is so one note and hacky on echo who's dead now who's dead now who died in hawkeye and is just here in flashbacks and on uh reservation dogs is so three-dimensional and hateable and lovable and He's the uh, cop, right? Yes, he, yeah. he's the he's the the light horseman, I, the sheriff of the town. Couldn't couldn't Maya's dad just call somebody a shit ass? 
just once before Hawkeye kills him. <laughs> I wanted to say real quick, um, I know we're running out of time, but like uh, the first episode, I know, Caitlin, you and Mac and Cassie Doug, and I get why, but I, I, I really did not like, and it's because it's hard to even consider it as an episode of TV. Facts. Preach. It, it was just... Um, it was some writing and some jamming and like some puzzle pieces. And sometimes they were like, well, this puzzle piece doesn't fit with this one. But if we force it enough, that hour was borderline obnoxious. And I think that it is what led to Marvel saying, what if we hired TV showrunners to run our TV shows? You know, Born Ag- Daredevil Born Again gets a lot of that blame of like, oh, right. fuck, we have to get professionals. But that first episode of Echo, that's not a TV episode. The second episode, I was bored by, thoroughly bored by, and the third episode in, in the train heist. You were bored by a train heist. I was bored by a train heist. I'm just letting everybody know. What, sure. I'm laying the scenes. Also, uh, uh, another uh, franchise that I'm down on. Uh, when I watched the movie Solo, I was bored by a train heist. Um, yes. And then the third episode, I was like, "This is an episode of television." The it third, was the best of the three for the sure. Third episode where it like where the stakes are high and it takes place in a skating rink, which I, much like Cassie in uh, last week's episode, want to always call a bowling alley for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. They have the same smell. Yeah, they and, have the and, same uh, smell. Hand feel. <laughs> um. Uh. But uh, the third episode and the second episode should have been one episode. And I'm going to guess that the fourth and fifth episode should be one episode. And to, mm. and like That's about two hours. And when you take two hours of content and you put those together, what is that called again? Hmm. A movie. It's a oh, movie. I forgot about movies. <laughs> and what they're saying is like, no, this can't be in theaters because the stakes aren't high. There's no Galactus. So but it, it, I fucking... it can't be in theaters. So we're going to make this a five. No, this is a two-hour movie they're doing yes. right now. If this was a hard-boiled crime drama in the theaters, that'd be fucking sick. And then we'd get time to explore. Well, one of my favorite scenes in the third episode was the grandparents talking, and he's slowly mm-hmm. figuring out that, like, oh, this is her. Like, they're divorced or whatever, but like them flirting with each other, them sniping, them talking about what it means to be in a family, all of that, I super dug. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. A, it's surprising because in a show you feel like you would get more moments than that than in a movie. But right now I'm feeling like in a movie maybe we'd get more of that. I don't know. All right. We're sorry. We just weren't on last week. So make America Skatelin again. Skatelin, <laughs> what did you think of these two episodes? Were they good? Uh, I did. I I really like this show. Like, I'll, like I want to just keep watching e- each episode of them. I could see how definitely episode two and episode three could be form together into one it just seemed like the the heist was definitely drawn out a little bit longer than it should have have to been mm-hmm. that being said watching it i wasn't like thinking oh i wish this ends now um i was fully invested so and the first episode i liked it because it was a nice little recap and i forgot everything that had happened in regards to her even because hawkeye came out so long ago so i'm still on board the show i'm still loving it i'm gonna keep watching it well, what do you guys think about, like, just to change pop culture, which is our job, right? To fix pop culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you guys think about, um, we'll do this for Disney Plus and then maybe for other streaming services as well, uh, a Fury Files for everything. So, so much of the first episode could have been a zero episode Fury Files. Yes. Hey, watch this. If mm-hmm. you haven't seen anything or if you haven't watched it since Hawkeye, then watch this Fury Files. Otherwise, I feel like 
in the second episode, Maya's like, everybody's like, Maya, you did something really dangerous. And she's like, what? And like, you, you killed the guy. He, that was dangerous. And she's like, yeah, but he's dead now. And I'm going to take over. And then he's not dead. We would have gotten, we would have yeah. understood those stakes without seeing anything else. We would have. Mm-hmm. We're competent S- viewers. Speaking of pop-up video, you just, the first time somebody's like, I can't believe you killed Fisk. There's a power vacuum. See Hawkeye episode 102. Like, oh, you want to just go in the full corner. comic books. Full comic book. Do you know how often I'm confused and totally fine reading comics? Yeah. It's fine. You're fine. Oh, but what <laughs> if when that pop-up video popped up, you could click on it to the scene? Oh. I would like that. I would like that. I'd need that oh. if that happened. And then in pop-up video, it said, like, this scene is reminiscent of George Michael's music video, Faith. And then you could click it. <laughs> and then yeah. I guess it uh, would be nice if I could touch somebody. All right. Wow. Well, that was beautiful. I love that. This, these two episodes, I enjoyed them. Um, but, guys, moments of the week. I liked the skate fight a lot. That, that My favorite skate episode fight. so far. But the skate fight. But specifically, uh, she rips the arcade guns. Like, mm. oh. the Jedi River. she rips the guns out and starts using them as a whip. And that was fucking dope yes. as shit. My, That's what I, I want from echo this kind of show. those sentiments. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, Queen. You may. <laughs> Uh, I love that too. It was very fun. I was not expecting that. It, she just fucking pulls him out and starts whipping people. It was fantastic. And way better than uh, what I would have done, which is ripped him out and then pointed the guns at them. <laughs> you try like, to shoot. Yes, oh, it's because I, I unplugged them. They don't work. <laughs> I thought that's what she was going to do. I was like, that's not going to work, girl. And then she starts fucking whipping around. Like, Hell yeah. That's awesome. Um, I just love that her cousin's name is Biscuits because I yeah. didn't rec- I didn't realize that last episode. I just liked his dog Billy Jack. Billy, Billy Jack. Jack. Yeah, you guys focus on the dog a lot. And may I just say that if this yeah. episode was filmed ten years ago, Biscuits would be played by Michael Chernis from Orange Is the New Black and Severance. Just everybody's chubby idiot brother. You guys remember that guy? No, I'm trying to remember a guy who's in Severance and Orange is the New Black and Michael Chernus. I'm thinking of Michael Chiklis, very different Michael. Yes, uh, Adam Scott's brother-in-law, and then uh, uh, yes. Orange is the New Black's brother. Just the guy That fucking idiot. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Biscuit's like, prototype, I would say. His template, yeah. Uh, Caitlin, my moment of the week is a reverse moment of the week. It's a fuck, fuck you to the show because every single fucking time there's a needle drop, I love it. And then it cuts to a roller skating rink, and it's a joke. And I'm like, I love this song. And no, it's just a joke. It's like um, they, uh, Jay Giles' band Centerfold and Rob Zombie's Dragula, two of my just uh, best songs of all time. And yeah. no, it's just because it takes place in a roller skating rink. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, Echo uh, is on Disney+. Plus. You can watch all of it there. You can watch it week by week with us. And that is it for our poll list today. Um, we have some great websites that I think Mike can tell you about. I can. Thank you, Caitlin. Uh, popfilter.co is where you can go to get all the things we create. Throw a little slash Amazon on the end of that. Popfilter.co slash Amazon. That's how you shop now and help us. You're like, what should I buy on Amazon? If you want to learn more about Cahokia, check out the book Four Lost Cities uh, by Annalie Newitz. That's how I learned about it. And it's about different cities that have been destroyed throughout the uh, the world uh, that have more importance than you think. That's Four Lost Cities. I know that's not what you asked for, but I was like, this is I should plug it because Cahokia is dope. Uh, those are our websites. Good, good website, boy. 
<laughs> good website boy. Oh, Ryan, could you be a good social media boy and tell us all about social medias people should go to? Oh, my God, of course. Uh, Instagram, if you go to Instagram, uh, we are at Your Pop Filter. Yep. Thank you guys yep. for uh, listening to me speak. <laughs> Woohoo! He did it. And, you know, Ryan, I don't think you got enough. So, could you also tell us how people can contact us? Uh, sure. Uh, contact at popfilter.co is uh, how you send us an email. And you could be like, hey, you're not watching this one anime show. Uh, there's a show uh, based on a manga about people in a wine competition. Shut it down. Why aren't you Shut guys covering down. that? Uh, and that's no a really good like question. That. And uh, you should be asking that. Or why are these shows so short right now? It's January, February. And the answer to that is uh, we're prepping for uh, the end of the year, guys. Spoiler. So, so <laughs> spoiler, we're about to rock the shit out of 2023, a year that ended, Bow. not but six months ago. Wow. Well, Ryan, thank you for, for all of that. Um, uh, next week, guys, you better you better tune in because we're going to be covering the Echo Finale plus two more what ifs. Uh, but for now, for Mike, and I'm Ryan, and for Ryan, I'm Caitlin, and Caitlin is the world. Goodbye!